Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. And what a fun, fun morning we've got planned for you here after round two of the playoffs in the regional round. And all four teams are still alive. I'm Jim Joyner and joining me as always, bright and early on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, we couldn't have asked for a much better night for everybody involved, whether it was McPherson whether it was Canton Galva, whether it was the Inman Teutons or the Little River Redskins, 4-0 for the area teams last night. Yeah, and, and just great, great performances by all four teams. Uh, the McPherson game, you know, is uh, uh, one of the best. You know, I've been covering high school football for 44 years, uh, 41 of it in McPherson, and it was probably the one of the top five games I've ever covered. It was just pure physical mayhem the whole night. Both teams uh, uh, were just incredible on the defensive side. You know, people like to see a lot of offense, but when you get a defensive game like that, that's just as exciting. Uh, the, the real surprise for me uh, last night was Inman. Lost by 43 to Elkhart last year. Go out, I believe it was a 30-point. Uh, so that was a, you know, what 73-point turnaround for the Teutons, whose defense just continues to play great. Uh, Little River didn't have Graham Stevens. Had a real fight on their hands, but I know Jaden Garrison had a monster night for them. And then Canton Galva actually was behind, and all that did was get the Eagles' attention. And, you know, that was good for Canton Galva to, you know, to fall behind early, to at least feel the experience of what it's like to, uh, you know, have to overcome a deficit. But we could not have scripted it any better. Let's go through the scores from last night. First, a 14-8 win for McPherson over Goddard. The Bullpups are now 10-0 on the season, and we'll talk a lot about that game. The Inman Teutons, they win 43-13 on the road at Elkhart, left at 10 in the morning yesterday, and then got back at 2 a.m. Inman, 6-4. And Coach six Sawyer and still had, got up and talked to us today. That's right. Canton Galva, a 58-8 win over Lebo. The Eagles, like the Bullpups, are also 10-0. and And the Little River Redskins won their ninth in a row, beating Nest City 44-42. So now the next step. Who do you play next week? McPherson will welcome in Arc City, who is 4-6 and six and is the number 12 seed. This is the second consecutive year that Arc City is in the exact same position. They were underseeded because of a tough, tough schedule in the regular season. They win two games. Last night they beat Winfield 13-3. The Bullpups with a chance to get back to the state semifinals for a third consecutive season with a win over Arc City. The Inman Teutons will be at home to take on Plainville, a 9-1 Plainville team that beat El Saline 43-21 last night. Canton Galva with its biggest test of the year. They will welcome in undefeated South Central at home next Friday night. I think that game starts at 6.30. Canton Galva will take on the South Central team that beat Argonia Attica 43-6 last night. And Little River will go on the road as they will play at Wichita County, who is 9-1. They won 54-38 over previously undefeated Clifton Clyde 
last night. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise, that last score there. But, uh, yeah, uh, Wichita County, a Leote, um, be a really good test. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, all our area teams are just playing fantastic right now. Uh, Little River and Canton have been good all year. Inman started off 0-2, has now won six of its last eight. Coach Sawyer has that defense playing great. And, uh, God, wouldn't it be great if we had four teams in state championship games on the final week of the season? That would be one heck of a weekend. I don't know what we would do on that Saturday. I think our heads would be running around <laughs> like crazy. Well, Steve, let's talk about the big one last night. McPherson with a 14-8 win over the Goddard Lions in a game that was incredibly similar to what it was last year against Goddard. A game where it felt like McPherson defensively dominated the game, but that Goddard hung around. They had a safety in the game, just like they did yeah, last year. Yeah. And they made this a 14-8 game in the third quarter on a punt return for a touchdown after the Bullpups had scored two in the first half. They made this a game. It was 14-8. And all of a sudden, we're thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? McPherson gets down to the goal line at the end of the third quarter, just like they did last year against Goddard. They get stuffed. Oh, here we go again. Come on. You, you can't do it to us again. But the defense, time and time again, came up with stops. And then it was a man's game in the fourth quarter as the big man, Cody Stuffelbean, put on a clinic, got to the quarterback, put the pressure on him the entire final drive, and the Bullpups were able to stop the Lions yet again. Well, we finally saw the best of Cody Stuffelbean. Um, not that he hasn't been not good. Not that he hasn't been good all year, but remember he missed some time uh, with an injury, uh, didn't really play very much last week, but he played both ways. And, and the real surprise was how involved he was in the passing game. Six catches, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Remember, that's really tight in is where K-State uh, is going to first take their look at Cody. Uh, you know, he's still a great defensive end, but the tight end, you, you saw the great hands. He made two uh, you know, the, the, the second touchdown was just an amazing catch. He got the toes down, uh, did a great job there. But uh, it was a just a highlight film uh, for Cody Stuffelbean. And I thought Mason Thrash and Keaton Stockham and Bryson Labberto at linebacker, those guys were just fierce all night. Curtis Landrum on the other end of uh, Cody Stuffelbean. You know, you pay so much attention to Cody. Curtis Landrum, just a sophomore, what a beast he's going to be. This defense did not allow a point. Right. The point safety and a punt it was, return. It was special teams mistakes by the Bullpups that, that allowed Goddard to score all its points. Goddard just aired it out through it almost 40 times. They gave up on the run other than Hofer. Uh, Hofer just a tr put on a terrific performance, I thought. But the, the running back, uh, Bance, did nothing. They, just, they only ran him, I think, one time in the second half. Uh, you know, he did nothing in the first half. They just gave up on that. They threw it. Blake Mitchell, terrific receiver, 6'5", 210. What a target he is. And, he, you know, he could, he could get a lot of offers for football, but he's a baseball player. So he's going to go baseball, I believe, with Cali County. You got it. But uh, this was just such a physical, intense game. And, you know, the Bullpups kind of have a reputation around the state as being a Somewhat finesse team. I don't want to say soft, but a finesse team. Yeah, don't use the S word. Yeah, but there was no finesse last night. This was raw power. And we knew going into this game that, and really ultimately, Steve, we knew going into this season that McPherson would have to get through this Goddard team at some point. And their physical defense, where we saw it in, on full display, 
their great front six. Oh, their three down linemen, their three linebackers, and then the safety Carter Morrow that comes up and almost plays as a linebacker. They were mean. They were physical. A, a couple times they were dirty, and that's the type of team this is for Goddard. And they knew they would have to play a team like Goddard and be able to be more physical than them. And defensively, McPherson was the more physical team last night, and that is why they won. Well, and that's what Coach Pav preaches is physicality. You talk about the Morrow kid. Really, the best player on the field for Goddard last night was Carter Morrow. Seven punts for 42-yard average. He flipped the field position time and again for Goddard. I don't know where they'd been without his great punting. Uh, you mentioned Damani Butler, an outstanding, outstanding linebacker. But he got frustrated. He got a couple personal fouls that really hurt Goddard. Penalties hurt this Lion team. They were a little undisciplined at times. 13 penalties. Uh, Zeke Howe, the All-State nose guard, jumped off sides a couple times. They got him on the hard count. And, uh, again, Goddard got frustrated because I just don't think they thought that this bullpup team could match him in physicality. I think there were some people around the area and maybe just some casual fans that look at Goddard's record and went, this is a four and five football yeah, team. Yeah, and we had, again, we had a number of empty seats last night. I know it was really cold, but uh, we haven't had a crowd like a typical McPherson crowd since the Bueller game. So, and, and maybe homecoming, you know, the, with all the pageantry and everything. But the last two home games, it's been cold. People can listen to us, they can watch us, you know, yeah. on, on the NFS network and NFHS. Uh, yeah, whatever. And anyway, um, you know, there's other ways. Uh, to, to 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 learn about the game and uh, but I think for the Ark City game, it's getting to be nitty gritty time. We're into uh, you know the quarterfinals of the West and uh, it's getting or the it'll be semifinals of the West I guess it would be. But uh, anyway, it's going to be a great game next Friday with Ark City. But back to what I was saying, Goddard on paper a four and five football team. That's not a oh no, that's not a number eight seed in four A. No, no, in fact. Honestly, I mean, if you really want to be blunt about it, Goddard is probably a tougher team than Ark City, but Ark City is on a roll. You can't take them for granted. And then, of course, lurking now, Andover Central, potentially in the West Final. Andover Central takes on Bueller in the two-versus-three game this Friday night, but the Bullpups will be taking on Ark City. Let's hear from the head coach of this McPherson team, McPherson I coach Jace Pavlovich. And now to break down what was... One heck of a football game here tonight at McPherson Stadium is Bullpup coach Chase Pavlovich. About as emotional of a game as I can remember for your yeah. team, but I don't know if I can remember a better defensive performance than what you got from your guys tonight. This was a, a team that was inspired to play the Gunnard Lions and a defense that certainly played that way. Yeah, they uh, these guys really got after it tonight defensively. Coach Harlan, you know, and, and the, his position coaches did a great job of executing uh, just a masterful plan, you know, uh, and we had some some uh, some of our big time players show up tonight and and make big plays, which is exactly what we needed. Well, the big man, Cody Snufflebean, yeah, what yeah. a game for him tonight! Two touchdown catches. I think he had six catches total in the game. He yards. was in the backfield and in the grill of Caden Hofer this entire game. Mm -hmm. There's a reason the folks in Manhattan really like that guy, and he gave you the performance of a lifetime tonight. Well, he really did. You know, playing both ways, coming back after an injury, sitting out for effectively three weeks. You know, Cody's one of those kids. He, he came to me uh, last week and, and said, Coach, what can I do to condition? So, you know, I have him as a seventh-hour aide, and he's out there running, uh, <laughs> trying to get in shape before practice. That's, 
you know, that's the kind of kid he is. And, and honestly, guys, that's the kind of kids we have right now. Um, they're just hardworking, hardworking kids, and, and uh, they deserve this. And the other guy that really stepped up, Caleb Hoppus, looked like yeah. he was on one leg. Yeah. Uh, he was your running game tonight. Then he gets the pick uh, to end the game. But uh, uh, really a courageous performance on his part with the pounding he took from yeah. Butler and Wycliffe and Howell and those guys. Yeah, he uh, he did a tremendous job. We we knew that going in. Um, not that you know Jacob Files a tremendous tailback and and we want to give him the ball as much as as, as we can. But we also knew that we were going to get a five man box and so we went into a lot of wildcat stuff and and uh, that's a pretty stout defense on that side and and uh, you know they're highly touted and, and for good reason. Those guys are physical and they get after it. But uh, you know, it was, it was nice to see us get over the top tonight. You had a chance uh, to go up two scores with the yeah. field goal. You stewed the field goal. Mm -hmm. uh, you went for it, and it looked like it was going to be a flat pass to Jonah Clark, a play we've seen many times, but Goddard obviously had scouted it and uh, took it away from you. What went into your thinking instead well, of taking the points? Well, that was it was it was one of those things where in hindsight, you know, we're, we're kicking ourselves in the entire fourth quarter. Um, we got, what, two yards the game. Um, we where we erred is we should have declined that offsides penalty to begin with. Uh, we declined that, and then the angle isn't so difficult. Um, something that we got to keep in mind. And yeah, we should we should have still kicked the field goal, but uh, we have college field goal posts here, and we have college hashes. And right. you know, to try and come in from an angle like that at two yards is is dang near impossible. So. You know, it's not something that most people really think about, um, but it's one of those things where sure would be nice to have something <laughs> in our backyard to where we can kick on high school field goals because that, you know, had we been able to uh, kick that field goal, would have felt a lot more comfortable there in the fourth quarter. You guys really just applied the, that Hofer kid time and again, just escaped. Mm -hmm. You got to him about three or four times, but, boy, talk about another guy that was courageous. He's a great football player. They, they've got... You know, I was talking to all of the ABCTL Division II coaches, and they've got four or five kids on there that should be All-State. They, they really they have a tremendous uh, group of guys over there. They're well-coached. But, but, again, it was one of those things where we got some pretty good kids too, and uh, they showed it tonight for sure. And one other thing, you know, your team's been hearing for a year how great Goddard's defense is. Well, mm -hmm. there's a pretty good defense in the red and white. Well, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we play a little defense over here in McPherson too, and we don't – we don't get a lot of credit sometimes because, uh, and I understand that because of the schedule that we play. But uh, you know, our schedule is our schedule. We get on the bus and 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 we play football. So I, I guys, I, I really am. I, I am so incredibly proud of our guys tonight. Um, I know that uh, you know one one side note. Uh, we got uh, um, Joe Gerstner. I think believe he's listening to us yeah. uh, out in Scott City. He's a big fan of here and. And uh, I just want him to know that we're thinking about him and praying for him. He's a big fan of the pups and, and listens all the time. Mm -hmm. As McPherson wins tonight, 14-8 over Goddard. I know that you've watched the tape from the Goddard game in the state semis last year mm -hmm. probably 500 times. Yeah. When you get into the third quarter and the score's about the same several times, as I hear myself in the echo from <laughs> the, the radio over there, I wondered if you guys on the sideline were starting to think, are we in Freaky Friday right yeah. now with almost the same score, same yeah. situation? And it was the same spots on the field. Were you guys thinking about that at all? Well, it, it, it does. It runs through your head a little bit. Um, and we knew going into it that our punt team was going to be challenged. There's no question. Um, we, we, we elected to go with uh, what we call a little pasta punt out of our double tight set. And, and uh, you know, we didn't do a good enough job of coaching those guys to understand that the ball is live. And, and we were just kind of standing around. But uh, 
that's one of those things you live and learn. And, uh, you know, our, our effort overcame uh, some of the mistakes we made tonight, no question. Well, looking forward now, you get to bring in an Arc City team that you played here last year in the state quarterfinals, and I hope that the temperature is a little warmer than mm -hmm. it was that Friday night when we had all the heaters on the sideline, and it yeah. looked, looked very, very cold while Steve and I were up here in the warmth. What do you know about the Arc City Bulldogs? Have you looked yeah. ahead much at them? Because I know you guys put so much emphasis on this Goddard team this week. You know, uh, outside of just uh, collecting film, uh, no. I believe I watched maybe five minutes of them today to try and get my mind off of Goddard a little bit, <laughs> which uh, which was, you know, this is one of those things where we, we've been thinking about these guys for two weeks now. So to get How a little a bit. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But to get a little bit of relief was, was nice for about five minutes today. They're big. They're physical. They're, again, they're an AVCTL Division II team. And uh, that, that league is absolutely stacked. So I know Coach Weimers personally. He's a tremendous coach. Um, he does a lot of good things with those kids. They're believing, and it's going to be it's going to be a physical battle. You know what what happened last year uh, against those guys. That's not going to happen again. We got to come out and and execute and fight like crazy like we did tonight. Well, we talked about at the beginning of the broadcast a brick game tonight for your oh. program. Trying to build the foundation. These are the games that. You want your program to win, and what a huge one. There's tonight. no question. You know, this is this is more we have cinder block games now, and this is more of a cinder block game. This is one <laughs> of those that are that's definitely gonna add to the foundation. Well, McPherson wins 14-8. Go check out those pads and those practice jerseys to the rest of the guys tomorrow morning for another week of practice. Coach Chase Pavlovich, congratulations you, on gentlemen. a big win. That was McPherson High football coach Chase Pavlovich following a big 14-8 win for McPherson last night over Goddard in the regional round of 16 in the 4A playoffs. And what a big win for this program, a big night for McPherson and getting that monkey off the back from a tough, tough ending to the season last year, losing in the state semifinals to Goddard and ending their perfect season. And now they move on and will try and put all that behind them, a, an emotional game against this Arc City team. Put that behind them, move on, and take on the Arc City Bulldogs coming up this Friday night. That is in the state quarterfinals. Again, we mentioned that the other games in 4A West, the other, other game now, Andover Central will host Bueller in the 2 versus 3 game. We will take our first break here on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. When we come back, we will hear from all the victorious coaches from earlier in the week and last night. In 1A, we'll hear from Inman Coach Lance Sawyer. In 8-man Division 1 on the east side, we'll hear from Kenton Galva Coach Shelby Hoppus, and we'll hear from Little River Coach Kevin Ayers as well. This is the Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. All the McPherson area teams that we cover were victorious last night, Steve. McPherson, Inman, Canton, Galva, Little River, they're all winners. Who would you like to hear from first? I think we need to honor Coach Sawyer for getting back like at 3 in the morning, 2 in the morning. I know I got the stats like at 2.23. To get up this early and talk to us, I think he deserves to go first. Then we'll start off with Inman coach Lance Sawyer after a 43-13 win on the road last night. We're joined now on our coaches show this morning presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva by Inman Teuton coach Lance Sawyer after his team picked up a huge win last night on the road, winning 43-13 on the road at Elkhart and improving to 6-4 and four on the season. Coach Sawyer, I don't know if Anybody else in the state had as long as a, of a road trip as you did and won last night, and it must have been a thriller down in southwest Kansas. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was a long trip, but it, winning sure made it worth it. Um, our kids came ready to play, and it, it was a fun game. 
Well, will you give us a little recap of this game and kind of how it started and how you were able to put this team away with your defense? Yeah, our, our defense played extremely well again, but um, our special teams were really good. So we were able to just to kick off early, and, and we were able to keep them in their field position. I mean, we, we started almost every drive in their half of the field in the first half. Uh, we were able to uh, get on them early. I mean, we got up 14 nothing at the end of the first. Um, and then we, we really jumped on him there in the second. And so we ended up 29. It was 29 nothing at one point, And then we, we, um, they came down and scored. And, and we ended up scoring again right before half, but we got it called back. So um, after that, then we, then we just had two scores in the second half to go up 43-14 and ended up winning that thing. Well, walk me through a little bit of the day for you guys and your journey out to Elkhart and, and what went into the preparation, what time you left. Did, did you stop on the side of the road and get out and, and try and run and, and keep those legs loose? What all did you guys do yesterday to prepare for a long road trip like you had? Well, we ended up leaving at 10 a.m., and so it, it ended up being a, a pretty long trip out there, but um, we had some people, and, and we ended up getting, getting out of Dodge City and and being able to get out and walk around there. And then um, we stopped there for about an hour, and then after that we we ended up going all the way. We we, we had planned on stopping at Sublette and trying to do a walkthrough, but um, the the timing was not right. So we ended up heading all the way to Elkhart. But it was a fun day. Um, the kids, uh, I, I was so proud of the kids. Not, I mean, it, you always wonder how, on that long road trip, how how they're going to react and how they're how they're going to get off that bus, but our kids were ready. Well, one thing that we talked about last night on the McPherson High broadcast is that the Bullpups were trying to get revenge from a team that ended their season the year before against Goddard, and you guys were in the same situation against an Elkhart team that beat you last year. Not just beat you; they won by 43 against you yeah. guys in this same game last year. What were the differences this time around? I know that you've mentioned that your team is healthy right now, and last year at this time you weren't, but what what were the differences this time around against Elkhart? Well, our defense is so good this year. Um, we, we're just able to fly around and hit. And, and you know, last year I, I thought we kind of gone into – we went into that game uh, just happy to be there. Uh, this year our kids, I mean, they, they want to continue to play. Um, it's not new to them, and it's not new to our town anymore. It's, it's this is kind of what we expect now, and um, the kids went in with that mentality. We're talking with Inman football coach Lance Sawyer after a big win for the Teutons last night, beating Elkhart 43-13 and advancing into the 1A state quarterfinals, where they will take on Plainville coming up this week at home in a much much shorter trip for you guys. Just the one mile to the football stadium <laughs> at home instead of the long trip. What have you been able to learn about Plainville? Have you been able to begin to research them? I know that you've only had about 12 hours and eight of that probably spent on a bus to, to begin to think about them. But what do you know about Plainville and, and what are going to be some of your keys next week? Well, they'll have two of the best athletes we've seen all year. The, uh, their quarterback is as fast as anybody we've faced. He's a state champion in track. And then, and then the Jared Casey kid will be the best running back we've ever seen. So... Um, our defense will need to be solid, um, but again, our offense will need to be able to move the ball and keep their—I mean—the football out of their hands. Uh, we're going to expect Jace to throw the ball probably a little bit more than what he has. I mean, he threw the ball extremely well last night. He had two touchdowns last night, no picks. Um, 
And then we got to get our rushing game going. So last night, Colby had 11 attempts for 127 yards. and uh, But we, we, we spread it out a little bit more last night, and that's really what we're going to do against Plainsville. Well, there's a chance for you to be at home and to be in front of your Inman crowd and for a chance yeah. for them to see this team pick up maybe one of the biggest wins in a long time for the Inman Teutons. How do you like your option of just being at home and being able to be in front of your home crowd for a big game like this? Yeah, it's exciting to be able to host a game like this. It, I don't know if I've ever I, – I, I think the the biggest game I've ever attended when I was at Inman is – when I was eight years old, and back when we were, I, I think we were in the same spot back in the early or late '90s. So, um, it's exciting to to be back in this position, and and uh, to be able to do it at home will be even more special. Well, and if you do find a way to beat Plainville, some of the other teams that are left here on the west half of the state in Inman are very, very good football teams and a team like Smith Center as well as Sedgwick. So you win this week, then you've got another big one coming up the next week. But I know you guys will be focused on Plainville yeah. coming up this Friday. Coach Sawyer, congratulations on a big win last night, and hopefully you can earn that appearance in a state semifinal next week and take on one of those two state powers in Sedgwick or Smith Center. Sounds good. Hey, we appreciate it. That was Inman football coach Lance Sawyer after a long, long road trip for the Teutons out to Elkhart and but, a, and a short you, night. But you know the adrenaline was pumping so much, he probably didn't even think about being up at 2 in the morning. All right, Steve, a great win for the Teutons last night. After, and we talked about it with Coach Sawyer, after losing to Elkhart, Bad. 43. Bad on the road last year to end their season. They were dinged up. They were injured. But that two-ton defense, they're the real deal. Yeah, they really are. You and I saw them over at Marion when they played that Monday night game. And, and, and you know, those linebackers just make terrific plays. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just very athletic. They're not very big, but they're really athletic. They run. They hit hard. Coach Sawyer's done a great job of getting those guys in the weight room. Coach Fraze, Greg Fraze, does a great job as defensive coordinator. Used to be the Inman head coach. And uh, I tell you, they got it rolling. They've won six of their last eight, started 0-2. They play really good people. You know, they play schools bigger than them. But, uh, boy, last two years, Coach Sawyer's really turned that program around. They were 0-9 three years ago. Steve, who would you like to hear from next? Let's hear from Coach Ayers. Coach Kevin Ayers and the Little River Redskins, and they had a thriller as well, winning 44-42. We'll take a break here on our Coach's Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Joining us now on our Coach's Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, is Little River football coach Kevin Ayers as the Redskins win last night. They are 9-1 on the season and picked up a thrilling 44-42 win over Ness City. Coach Ayers, I think you're out of voice from all that screaming and hollering on the sideline last night, but can you give us a little recap from a nice win for the Redskins in the regional round of the playoffs? Yeah, it was it was a fun game. Um, playoff atmosphere, games back and forth. Um, you know, you love coaching in those games. Players love playing in those games. And uh, we're really proud of our kids. Um, you know, as we get into the third and Third and fourth quarter, and it's just back and forth, and we're battling. Um, you know, you just get in the huddle uh, at the quarter or after a score or something. You just see it in their eyes. They're hungry, and, and uh, it was a fun night. Well, we knew going in that things would be a little more difficult for your Redskins team as you lose one of your playmakers in Graham Stevens. We don't know exactly the extent of the injury and how, how much longer it will last, but how do you think your team adjusted without a great playmaker like Graham Stevens last night? I mean, obviously, you found a way to score 44 points, and Jaden Garrison had a terrific ball game, but 
What was life like for your team and trying to adjust that on the fly this week for that? You know, uh, I knew Graham did a lot for us um, uh, before the injury, but, you know, you take him off the field and the, on offense, defense, kicking game, and, and just he, he brings a special talent to our football team. Um, was especially proud of that kid, the way he handled it last night on the sidelines and the things he did as a leader. Um, I couldn't have been more proud of him. And, uh, you know, our kids uh, this last week just trying to put the, the puzzle pieces together and, and, and make some moves and, and uh, get spot, kids in spots to make plays, uh, you know, they rose to the challenge. And uh, it, it was nice to see as, as we came out offensively and stuff and did some nice things. And, and Jaden did. He took us on, on his shoulders. And, uh, you know, that's, I think he had something like 30-some carries last night. And, you know, I think he only had 60 uh, coming into that game. So he, he did. He put us on his shoulders, and, and the offensive line rallied around him. And, and just a fun night to watch. Well, in a back-and-forth game for you and Ness City, and this was, uh, like you mentioned, Jaden Garrison, a ton of carries, 222 yards on the ground, 124 through the air, five touchdowns. It feels like this is what playoff football is like in eight-man division one when you get a great couple of great offensive teams that can move the ball up and down the field and that this was just a slugfest of an eight-man division one football game. You know, it really was, and uh, it could have went either way, Coach Coles. Down there at Ness City does such a tremendous job with his kids. They're they're so sound. It's hard to hard to find uh, you know holes in that defense and and uh, then his offense just just really dynamic. But it, it kind of came down to two point conversions. And uh, you know big games uh, that's going to happen. And and uh, it's something we struggled with a little bit um, you know through the year and and uh, was a little bit of a focal point. And I thought our kids you know rose up to the challenge and, and it did come down to two point conversion. Well, it sounded like another guy that had a nice game for you was Braxton Lafferty, and a guy who maybe has slid under the radar throughout this year and has had sort of a sneaky good year, but it sounded like he made some really big plays for your team in the fourth quarter and second half. Boy, he did. And, uh, you know, for a freshman, um, Braxton's understanding of the game is, is really incredible. Um, you know, he's a coach's son, and, and you can tell that out on the field. Uh, he... he he doesn't think like a freshman, and having to step into the role he did um, in short order, um, just really amazing. Really proud of that kid and, and, and the way he handled it and the, and the way the guys rallied around him. Like I said, it was just it was just fun as a coach to watch your team battle some adversity and, and just handle it the way that they did. We're talking with Little River coach Kevin Ayers after the Redskins beat Nest City 44-42 last night, and they are on to the state quarterfinals coming up next week. On the opposite side of the bracket, Hodgman County taking on St. Francis. And then you guys will be making the trip to take on Wichita County. What is your scouting report on Wichita County so far this season? Uh, I know you haven't had a ton of time so far in the last 12 hours to get ready for them, but what do you know about Wichita County in your first glance look at them? Well, um, we did get a chance to watch a little bit last night and, and uh, a really dynamic offense, a lot of formations, a lot of shifts, a lot of motion. Um, quarterback is is uh, handy, as as they say in football. He can run it, he can throw it, um, and he's got a lot of weapons out on the field. and And they are big up front. I have not seen a, a roster, but just on film, it's just uh, pretty obvious. It sticks out just how big they are on the offensive and defensive lines. So, uh, going to present a, a really big challenge for us. 
Well, Coach, you've been around the playoffs a, a long time, and you've been through these types of battles for a long time, and I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but what are some of your focal points in terms of practice and, and getting ready for these types of big playoff games, making a long road trip, trying to win on the road the deeper and deeper you go, and trying to be ready for a playoff game like this? What are some things that you talk about with your team or some things that you do internally to prepare for a game like this? Well, you know, we try to keep it as normal as possible. There's a routine, you know, as the week progresses that uh, that we have, and, and we just try to stay the course. Obviously, practice gets a lot less physical. Um, you know, you're trying to get your – trying to peak at the right time and have your kids really fresh on that Friday night. And then, obviously, you're playing uh, – you know, you're getting into the teams, the really, really good football teams. And, and just the mental side of it, you know, Football is is a lot more of a mental game than most people understand, and the the chess match and the schemes that go on uh, within the game, you know, are something. As you get into these these better teams, you have to you have to scheme them a little more, and so that's something that uh, you know you just got to have your kids on point, um, keep them hungry, keep them focused, and and uh, just stay the course. Well, last year in eight man division one, especially in the West, it kind of felt like it was Central Plains than everybody else, but. Coach Ayers, as I look at the final eight teams that are left in eight-man Division One, all of these football teams are extremely good, and that's what's going to make these next three weeks very fun because I think it, this is up for grabs for anybody right now to take home a state championship in that class. You know, that's that, that's the great thing about playoff football. Um, you get these good things, good teams. Anything can happen. Um, football is such a mo- game of momentum. And uh, get off to a fast start, get some turnovers, and and you're right, anything can happen, and that that that's what makes it so special and so fun. Well, Coach Ayers, best of luck this week making the road trip to take on Wichita County, and hope to hear from you after a win next Saturday morning. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. That was Little River football coach Kevin Ayers here on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. A big win for the Redskins, 44-42, in a back and forth game with Nest City last night, Steve, and. This is a Little River team that, if they have a chance to be healthy the rest of the way, have a great chance to make a run, and a lot of that will depend on Mr. Graham Stevens and how healthy he is after not playing last night. Yeah, he is a terrific athlete. We saw him in basketball last year. Uh, He's just, he's very physical. He's not a big guy, but he's really thick and, and can run really hard, and Coach Ayers in his first year has done a great job. You know, he played for the great man himself, Ted Kessinger at Bethany. Himself so, the great man. Or himself the great man. And, uh, you know, he's been about he's been around winning programs basically his whole life. Of course, he had some great years out at Jet Moore. Uh, well, I can't remember the other school he was at. but uh, Sharon Springs, Sharon Wallace Spring, County. Right, Sharon Springs, Wallace County. It just seems like winning follows Coach Ayers wherever he goes. All right, Steve, we have one more break to get to, and then we can hear from Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus. We were a little nervous there for about three seconds when Canton Galva fell behind last night, 8-6. to six. I wasn't nervous. The first time they had been behind all year. And that's probably the best thing that could have happened to that team, just to experience a little bit of adversity to see how they'd react. Boy, did they ever react. Well, I think you might have even heard the interview because – Coach Shelby Hoppus says something very similar okay. to that here in just a moment. All right. Let's take one more break and then hear from Coach Hoppus. This is the Coach's Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. 
Joining us now on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, it is Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus. As the Eagles are 10-0 to begin the season, they picked up a 58-8 win over Lebo last night. Coach Hoppus, will you give us a recap of your team's 10th straight win in the regional round of the playoffs last night? Yeah, so last night for us was it was one of those games that was kind of frustrating throughout the half. Um, we we just couldn't seem to get in sync with one another, and it wasn't a particular player having a bad night or the defense or the offense. It was it was team wide, and as a unit, we couldn't we just couldn't get in sync, and it was it was very frustrating throughout the night. Um, but what I loved about it was our kids. They just kept grinding and grinding because they could feel it too. You know, they could feel that they weren't having the best performance of the year. Um, and we kept coaching them up and they kept taking adjustments. And even though they weren't doing them right all the time, what I liked about it is they just kept grinding. And that's what it takes this time of year. And then the other thing is we, we faced adversity last night, real adversity for the first time this season. We, uh, we, we went down and scored. And then Lebo came right back down and scored the uh, on their second drive to tie it up six six, and then they punched the two point conversion in where we hadn't. So they were they were up eight to six, and that's the first time that we had been you know losing this uh, this year. So kids faced that adversity, and they faced it with the right attitude. They kicked it off to us, and I think three plays later we drove down the field and scored right back. So. Um, but overall, the night was a little frustrating, and we'll see that on film this morning, and we'll get it corrected. Well, the good thing is that it was a frustrating 58-8 to win instead of a loss here for your Kent and Galva team. And I was going to ask you about that in terms of your team falling behind for the first time this season. And obviously, they responded pretty quickly and ended up putting up about 52 more points and winning this game with the running clock. But what was that initial reaction on the sideline when you guys went behind for the first time in the first quarter? Well, our defense has played so well the last five or six weeks, and actually all season. You know, we gave up some big plays to Little River week one, but we'd given up eight points to everybody else but Little River this year. And they'd played so well that we, you know, we kind of spoiled ourselves. So when they scored that touchdown and converted the two-point, it, it kind of took the air out of the stadium even. And our kids, you know, it's just one of those reactions that you don't know how you're going to react until it happens. And, it, you know, we weren't used to that. But they quickly turned that around, and we put a drive together to go get the lead back. And But it, it was it was an awkward feeling. And it, it's a feeling that, you know, the kids, I, I congratulate them for, you know, getting that far and having that good a defense. But on the other hand, in eight-man football, it's hard to stop people. So, that's an expectation that, you know, is pretty gauntly to hold people to zero or eight every week. So we're going to have people score on us as the year goes on. We're, we're going to play some tough competition, and we have to react accordingly. Well, as I go through your stats in the box score from the 58-8 to win last night, a couple of names stand out to me. Number one, Landon Everett with a ton of TDs next to his name, four on the ground and then three through the air, and it felt like, he was able to grind through last night's game with more carries than he normally has, more pass attempts than he normally has. Braden Collins with a big night rushing for 150 yards. Kinzer Colgin with a couple of big grabs for touchdowns. It felt like all around offensively, because you were able to be on the field a little bit more, that some of these numbers look a little different and that your guys had to put up some big nights offensively. Yeah, for the first time probably since week one, you know, we we did. We 
we had to play. We got a lot of plays in, uh, we, and we weren't executing all that well, like I said before. And it, it was somewhat frustrating, but then again, you know, we're not going to get tricky. We're going to put the ball in the hands of our skill kids and the, our playmakers, and Landon's one of those. But Kendra Colgin last night had a heck of a game. We gave it to him on some jet sweep stuff, and he, he scored there around the corner. And then he had two catches last night that were highlight real catches and happened at big times in the game. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to get the ball to our playmakers, and if they get a chance, good things are going to happen. One, one of the guys, one of those playmakers that you mentioned that you've been without for the last couple of games is Tyson Struber, a guy who's been hurt with a hand injury for the last couple of weeks. How has life been without Struber and trying to adjust it, and who are some of the guys that you think have stepped up in his absence, both offensively and defensively? Well, offensively, we were able to stick a junior in there, and Brandon Huff, he's been playing a lot of receiver. Um, it's not real fair to him because he's kind of our do-it-all guy. He, he plays in the backfield, he plays receiver, he plays on the line. He's kind of everywhere, and he has to know all those positions, so – he got a lot more put on his plate, and he's been doing really well with that. He actually caught a screen pass last night for 50-some yards, didn't quite score, but um, he's been doing well. And then de defensively, we've had a freshman there at that safety spot the last however long Tyson's been out, and it's a learning curve for him, you know, the speed of the game and everything else, the physicality of the game. And now you're getting into opponents that, you know, high-level competition, and he's going to have to really continue to – grind in the film room, grind to practice, and continue to get better week by week. We're talking with Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning, and yeah, you mentioned getting into some of the really good opponents, and you had a pretty good feeling going into this postseason, eight-man division one, that you would be in this position that you were in this week, in the state quarterfinals, taking on South Central, and this was a matchup that you had kind of expected for several weeks. This is the matchup you had last year, but that last year you had to go on the road to South Central and win a thriller on the final play of the game. South Central was a team you mentioned to me about five weeks ago and said, this is a dang good football team, and you guys are going to have to play your best against a very good South Central team. What has your scouting report been on undefeated South Central going into this week? Well, what South Central has is they have, I believe, the 1A 4x100 state title team, and all four of those guys play skill positions for them. So when you can put that much speed on an eight-man field, you know, you're going to be dangerous. Um, so we're going to have to really work on containing that speed. Uh, they got a stud at quarterback. He also plays middle linebacker for them, and he's all over the field. Um, but you're right. This year they have to make the 300-mile trip to us, and it's not a fun trip. We made it last year, and it took us a half to kind of get going last year and not to make excuses, but I think that had something to do with it. So uh, they get to come here this year, and we're going to be ready for them. We've already been watching film. Uh, we start film here in about an hour, start scout on them, and we'll get ready to go. Well, and you hope to be able to keep going and take a look at the other half of the east side of the bracket in eight-man division one, Madison and Caldwell. Well, Coach, when you get down to these four teams, everybody left is a really good football team. And if you win this week, you have an even better test possibly coming up next week if you're able to win. And that's what makes playoff football great. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is why you play high school football, in my opinion. You know, the, the blowout wins are fun. But these next two weeks, if we're lucky enough to play both weeks, uh, these are the opponents you look forward to all year long. Um, these are the 
the film sessions you look forward to, the practices you look forward to, because you know you got to get better each and every day, and if you don't, you know, they are. So uh, these are the opponents we've looked forward to all year long, and hopefully we can come out and play well. Well, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks, hopefully, for the Kenton Galvo Eagles. Hopefully three more fun weeks as they win last night. 58-8 to over Lebo and improved to 10-0. Coach Hoppus, best of luck these next couple of weeks, and we hope to see you keep going deeper and deeper into the month of November. All right, thank you. That was Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus here in our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, isn't it fun to have four teams still alive? I don't know if we felt really good about four teams making it through this week. We felt really good about three but to go four for four and keep everybody alive into the state quarterfinals, that shows how great of a year it has been in McPherson County and in the area for these teams. Yeah, we weren't sure about Inman because, you know, Elkhart really thumped them last year. But uh, I think Fearless Forecaster predicted Elkhart would win. Uh, I think Fearless had 20-7. to seven. He thought it would be a defensive struggle. He didn't think the Inman offense would have enough. Well, Fearless needs to go watch Inman play because obviously their offense is pretty good. Jace Dirksen, just a sophomore quarterback, Really stepping in, directing that offense. Great running game. Uh, the blank kid running hard. Carter Brown runs hard. Got some good receivers. Derek Johnson, really good receiver on defense. DJ. Uh, yeah, on defense. Those linebackers are really tough. Uh, not a big team, but they're playing with a lot of heart. Steve, let's go through the scores and now the opponents. Scores from last night and the opponents for this week. McPherson beat Goddard 14-8 in what was one heck of a high school football game. The Bullpups are 10-0. They will now take on the Arc City Bulldogs, who are 4-6, after beating Winfield 13-3. In 1A, Inman beat Elkhart 43-13. The Teutons are now 6-4, and, and they will play 9-1 Plainville coming up this Friday at home after Plainville beat El Saline 53-21. Canton Galva was a 58-8 winner over Lebo last night. Canton Galva now 10-0, and the Eagles are at home for their biggest test of the season and what might be the best team that they play even if they make it to a state championship game in South Central, who is also 10-0. Yeah, a lot of people around the state are thinking these are the two best teams, and it's just the way the eight-man you know, format works. Sometimes the best teams meet in earlier rounds, and uh, it happens, but that's the system, and and like Coach Pav said about Goddard, you got to play him sometime. Let's just go and play him right now. And Little River improved to 9-1 and with a 44-42 win against Ness City. Little River will play at Wichita County, who is also 9-1 and after they beat Clifton Clyde 54-38. And Clifton Clyde was previously undefeated. Yeah, and, uh, you know, eight-man game is really fun because there's a lot of scoring. Uh, the team with the best athlete in the skill position generally wins. And you look at what Jaden Garrison did last night. Uh, 222 yards rushing. I think he scored three or four touchdowns. He threw for a couple touchdowns. Braxton Lafferty, big props to him for stepping in for Graham Stevens. Had a had a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. Also was a uh, big standout on defense. So great job by him. But really fun when we have this many teams still playing uh, into the third round. Well, and Steve, we had quite a buzz for that Goddard game last night. There were people coming up to us all week. How are they going to stop the Lions? How are they going to be able to move the football on them? Goddard, such a good football team. And that game had so much buzz, and all the attention that Goddard drew from the McPherson coaches, they started preparing for Goddard in week four. Right. So now you have to change your mindset, move that into playing an Arc City team that you saw last year, 
and won with a running clock in the state quarterfinals. Yeah. They've got to change that mindset, focus in on the Arc City Bulldogs, and then potentially be at home for a state semifinal the following week. And one thing Arc City doesn't have this year is Kevin Clark. That's Kevin with two C's. Two C's. Yeah. And a K at the end. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, he was he basically, you know, carried that team last year. Uh, I, I don't know who their quarterback is this year. I haven't done the stats or anything on that yet or uh, pregame on that. But he can't be as good an athlete as Clark. And let's face it, Steve, we, we couldn't look much ahead of Goddard. We put a lot of focus onto those yeah, Lions, too. Yeah, and you too. just wonder, you know, that game was so physically taxing. You just wonder how many days it's going to take for – like a Cody Stuffelbean or a Mason Thrash. He needs uh, to be in Caleb bed. Caleb Hoppus. They need to be in bed this morning. Yeah, Caleb Hoppus. I mean, he was basically playing on one leg there in the second half. So uh, those guys, they need a couple days to I'm, – I'm sure there won't be a whole lot of uh, hitting in practice this week. No. Well, Steve, if McPherson had not won last night, we were going to go broadcast Canton-Galva this upcoming Friday, and it would have been one heck of a game between them and South Central. And no offense to Coach Hoppus and the Eagles, but – I'm really glad that these bullpups continue to win and that we get to stay at McPherson Stadium. Yeah, and let's have a big crowd next Friday. Again, the last two games, uh, I think the cold weather's kept people away. Uh, there were numerous gaps of you know, empty seats, but uh, uh, let's get out there Friday. Hopefully the weather will be better. We've had a couple of really cold Friday nights. Against Dark City last year, it was about 20 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and that was just a brutal game. You know, we had heaters, I think, on the sidelines. I mean, it was, it was tough, but... Uh, Arc City coming to town. Can't look past them. I know Andover Central's lurking in the shadows, but you got to play them one game at a time. And what a terrible cliche that is, but it's actually true. There you go. Well, what a fun one last night. Fun show this morning on our coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. A big thanks to all of our coaches after a big win to wake up early and come on the show with us, Coach Sawyer, as well as Coach Ayers and Coach Hoppus for Mary partner here Steve Sell. Steve go get to work go put that photo gallery up yeah the area roundup is up I've got stories up on the th- on the uh the results of the three games the McPherson High story of course was up last night I'm working on Kendall Shaw's photo gallery as we speak thanks for listening to the coaches show presented by the 56 family restaurant in Galva the high school coaches show presented by the 56 family restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco McPherson Concrete Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmer's State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.